how we doing, everybody? Never Great. been better. Never <laughs> better. That's a lie, because we just spent an hour bitching about stuff. But other than that, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's a snowpocalypse. But yeah, it's we're a snowpocalypse. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about 1993 this week. We are, which mm-hmm. is great. And mm-hmm. so happy to be past the holidays. Yeah, and all it's that been like a balloon. month since we recorded together. It's so yeah. nice to see all of us it in is. our makeshift studio. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed that cookbook rewind episode because what a doozy. <laughs> I enjoyed re-listening to I it. I did too. It was from two years ago and there were things I had forgotten all about, uh-huh. including your claim to making Moderna vaccine. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty That was pretty great. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it a lot. I don't want to yeah. draw attention to myself. But, Good call. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fan mail. <laughs> but yeah, I'd forgotten that at some point your pie just seemed to get up out of the room and walk away. And yeah, yeah. it got really sweaty. I it got really about sweaty. That, uh-huh. Which is alarming. And then at one point it was growing back in. <laughs> yep. Yes, uh-huh. it was healing itself. <laughs> I just I lost a pie tin that day. Yeah, you did. Or I actually did that in a glass pan and. It didn't survive either. Yeah. You just threw it out into the wilderness, I, didn't you? I yeah. said, I'm not it's, cleaning this. You know it's still in the landfill somewhere. <laughs> you know it is. Even the raccoons aren't it's touching that. It's just spreading. That yuck pie yeah. is uh-huh. just spreading. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's gaining momentum every day. If you didn't listen to our last episode, you better because, you know, we're going to yeah. keep talking about it Probably. as we're doing right now. Yep. Yes. Done. So, yeah, you got to get back into it. And you need a groundwork because I think at some point we're revisiting that. Oh. At the cookbook special thing. Yeah. So, yeah. There you was need a to lot have a, a base of information. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I did like how we walked away um, with no hunger satiated at all. There oh. was, it was just like. All of this was kind of bleh, except yeah. for fucking He's Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, great, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, that was so annoying that it, it came was. from Gwyneth Paltrow. I know we wanted to hate it so hate bad. That. Yeah, I had forgotten that you had picked Cher and Michelle Geller. Yeah, and the picture on that cookbook is alarming. Yeah, I, I forgot that it. she called it crafting. Yeah. And that she claimed that she'd fixed how vegetables aren't good for kids or aren't attractive to kids anywhere. Uh huh. And you were like, "Oh, you fixed it. Yeah, <laughs> fixed. <laughs> Did ya? Okay. Didn't, didn't Jerry Seinfeld's wife put out a cookbook mm-hmm. once on how to oh. like trick kids into eating vegetables? <laughs> and it was like, that sounds familiar. Like put carrots and brownies or something. I'm like, I think they're oh. gonna find. <laughs> I was gifted that. Yeah. That Christmas Seriously? that it came out. Yeah. Did and that work? is what it is. It's like taking like. Oh, pizza sauce, but then you grind up this veggie in the pizza sauce and they don't think they're eating it because it's pizza. And you're like, no. Okay. That's still, or yeah, like it was veggies and brownies and uh-huh. like different things and chocolate chip cookies. No. It also feels like that trickery is going to be found out at some point. Like when right. they go to school and school lunches don't have all that shit. Yeah. And so they come home and they're like, what? Why does our food taste different? Yeah. Yeah. Or they're just going to grow up and like eat a bunch of brownies and, yeah. you know, think gonna, it's nutrition. yeah, they think it's yeah. Yeah, nutritious and good for them and stuff. And they're going to, it's not going to be right. And they'll be right. And you're just creating a lot of food drama, in yeah. my opinion. But mm-hmm. that's some gall. <laughs> that is that's some gall. Some gall. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't some need gall. the money. She didn't need no. the money. No. She got that Jerry Seinfeld money. Uh-huh. She, d- yeah. <laughs> you're just trying to make yourself relevant. Like, yeah. You know. Look what I'm doing. Yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> Can we keep talking about gall? Yeah. Unmitigated gall? Yes. Can I go first on yes. my unmitigated gall? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes, Because my unmitigated gall is snow removal technology. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> because we in Iowa have had pretty much a foot of snow in the last week. It just kept coming. More than that. Every day. Was it more than a foot? It's like double. Yeah. 
Really? It was like a I, foot the first time and a foot the second time. No wonder my body hurts. I think we got more snow this week than we got last year. Yes. Yeah, that sounds that's right. right. Yeah. They said this was the snowiest week on record since 1941. Oh, my God. Holy shit. No wonder my back is broken. Yeah, you're, <laughs> yeah. it's done. And my thought is, okay, it's 2024. How come the only real tool we have to clean this up is a shovel and my shoulders because mm-hmm. i know look i know that there's snow blowers i know but that shit's expensive mm, and in a normal winter you're maybe using it once it doesn't feel like it's a good investment mm-hmm. when i have so many other things to spend money on so there so i just use shovels and there's so much gall involved because city policy for snow removal on sidewalks you got to do it within like 48 hours or you get a fine i've mm-hmm. been fined in the past it's kind of annoying it's like a hundred dollar fine wow. and then it keeps going which made me think, are there people just driving around looking at which you sidewalks are. are like, and they're like, oh, here we go. City money. Yay. You've actually been fined? I've been fined. And the the thing said with each day that we notice this keeps going, the fine will double. Or what? The fine will whatever. Whoa. Like it was intense. But do you think someone from the city is going around looking or is it just some a-hole? It's probably some a neighbor. Some a-hole citizen. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. So that's the gall is the a-hole citizens calling in about the city policy. Yeah. Um, also sort of gall is me for buying a house with an insanely long gravel driveway and yeah. not thinking that through, mm-hmm. really. And just not realizing that I would have to shovel that. And this week I have to shovel it like five times. Yeah. Yeah. Also the gall. <laughs> and you're on a corner lot, so you got twice as much lot. sidewalk. Twice yeah. the sidewalk. And I'm on a busy street, so the snowplow keeps going by and undoing all the work that I've done mm. in the driveway. It's a recipe for madness. Yeah. I want to know, do the snowplow drivers feel bad about that? That's what they I want to know. They probably like it. Yeah. They're like, look at this. Yeah. Have oh. you ever seen the movie Snow Day? That snowplow driver didn't care. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and finally... There's the idiots who see this and say climate change isn't real. <laughs> huh. And all those idiots are out in force this week for the Republican caucus anyway. So the idiocy is just, it's its off the charts. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend visiting Des Moines right now, everybody. It's oh, cold God. as hell and it's full of Republicans. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's a great place. A negative 41. Negative 41, yeah. Re- wind chill feel, not that. Like real yeah, temperatures but... like negative 17, which isn't bad. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> We're saying negative 17. It's balmy. The wind chill, though. The yeah. wind chill. And hey, today there's the sun out, but that sun is a trickster because uh-huh. it's not giving us any warmth. No. No. It's just saying, hey, look, the sun still exists, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to warm yeah. you. <laughs> and I'm not going to help you with the snow removal. I'm not going to melt anything. I'm just here for decoration. So the gall is all the things to do with snow, but especially snow removal technology and the fact that it basically lands on my um uh, out of shape shoulders and back yeah and i can't handle it i can't handle shoveling another fucking day (laughs) i can't you deserve a break and i was just thinking about the snow uh blower and i don't know with a gravel driveway how great that would be anyway i you could hurt somebody uh, yeah yeah. so i that's another thing that's come into my calculations like yeah when i first moved into the house i was like oh maybe i should get one of these but yeah, everyone else has like normal driveways, and so it works fine. But yeah. I think mine would it would fuck things up. Uh-huh. And You'd be breaking windows. I would be breaking windows. So nope, know. it's just a shovel, just a shovel <sighs> for so much snow. And now the banks of snow on my property are little skyscrapers. <laughs> they are. 
But we appreciate all the work you did to shovel mm-hmm. to let us come record today. Because well, yes. that was yeah. an extra level of work uh-huh. that you had to complete. Yes. I was, as I was doing it yesterday, I was like, is this wide enough for a car? Nope. I got to keep going. <laughs> got to keep going. I felt bad when you texted us and said, are you okay coming? And I kind of wanted to be like, are you okay having us? Because you're the one that sort of has to clear the path. <laughs> It's all good. Here we are. Here I will we say, are. and uh, one uh, positive development with the snow, I will say, I'm not, mm. I'm not real big on giving snow props, okay. but I will all say right. this. Okay, um, all right. Last, uh, a few days ago, I was walking uh, downtown, and uh, a couple cars were parked outside of the Renaissance Savory Hotel, uh-huh. and someone had drawn penises on the back windows of the cars, <laughs> and I thought that was very funny. In the funny. snow? Yeah, in the that. snow. Oh, little snow, snow penises. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, like that's that. nice. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's someone taking a shitty situation and running yep. with it. Making mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. Making art for the people. Mm-hmm. Making love out of nothing at all. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. What do you what are you guys' goal? Uh, my goal uh, is vehicle related. Oh. Um and I, you know, I like my car. I have a, I have a, a an SUV that I enjoy driving, but mm-hmm. I will say this. The uh, backup camera alert system mm-hmm. can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> It is constantly. I have not seen anything so sensitive, so over the top, so full of shit. It's like a Moms for Liberty person at a school board meeting. Is it like beeping? It is constantly beeping. And I'm just like, what garage? Like, like if there's a person or a car or a pillar within 500 feet of this thing. And it just, it's like, rah, rah, rah. Oh my God. And it's so annoying. And it's constantly, the brake thing will come on. And it's like, if you turn, you can turn it off. But when you turn it off and then you go in reverse, there's a bunch of noises being like, hey, your thing's off. And it's like, I know, ass face. I turned it off. <laughs> so either way, you're getting screamed. Yes. Which is alarming when you're backing right. up. Yeah. 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 And it just needs to calm down. Just calm down, Nancy. God. <laughs> is that what you've named her? Yeah. Mine has a front <laughs> as well. And so if you a go through one? a drive through it doesn't like the steering angle. It thinks that you're oh. going to hit something, so it's constantly beeping unless you put it in park. Oh, my God. It is awful. Or, like, if there's anything in front of you, like cars that are supposed mm-hmm. to be on the road. Right. It's like, alert! I'm like, I'm aware. I don't live in an apocalypse. Right? Like, I know. These aren't raiders. It's fine. It's another car yeah, on the street. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it's supposed to be. It's right there. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, new cars, they have all the bells and whistles and all this stuff and it's just some of it i don't need it i, I need to be able to turn it off if the but, future of yeah. ai is nancy i don't want anything to right. do with it no I and i feel it. strongly like for as long as i have to buy cars in my life uh-huh. we're not going back to where there's not a backup camera there's always oh, gonna be a God, backup no. camera. yeah 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 <laughs> and now i'm just gonna be miserable forever <laughs> I have a backup camera, but I don't have any noise associated with it, which is great because I use the backup camera a lot. And it's very helpful, especially like when I was first learning to navigate out of oh, my yeah, long, driveway. long driveway. Yeah. Um, that's very helpful. But yeah, if there was a Nancy yelling at me. Yeah. And the thing was, it used to be louder. I figured out a way to turn it down because it used to be so loud, like it was startlingly loud. Like, it, like you know, like if you had a drink in your hand, like you know, <laughs> throwing it up in the air and like, <laughs> dousing yourself loud. Like, you know, it was just like it would scare the shit out of you. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Down with Nancy. Mm-hmm. Well, my unmitigated gall is once again social media related. Oh, <laughs> we got a theme. My new theme. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I j- happened to join a Facebook group that was like food reviews in the area of like new restaurants, right? So it's like a way to find out about places you hadn't heard of. Great. It's great. 
except for people who don't understand the assignment. <laughs> oh, people that review things like Sabero Pizza. Nope. Nope. In Jordan Creek Mall. <laughs> oh, no. If you go to that pizza place and you have a negative experience, that's on you. That is what is expected there. You just had an experience. You did not have a fine dining experience. You did not have something to share. You have exactly what we all expected. Wait, what? The pizza wasn't good? That's shocking. I'll cancel my reservation at the mall. Like, you, it's just, I understand you need a forum to say it. Maybe just write it and don't send it. Yeah. Maybe don't post it. I don't particularly love internet trolls, but in this case, I was like, you opened the door and mm-hmm. said, come inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you were surprised that the pizza was raw. Then you were surprised that you went back, got a second slice from the same pizza, and it also wasn't good. How do you think their system works? Like, all the Just pizzas are out there. One They're slice not making it fresh for uh-uh. you. Nope. So, again, it's just headed into the new year. I feel like maybe we could all just take a beat and understand the assignment. Before you're going to post, think, is this helpful? That, that would be nice on a, on a global scale yes. on mm-hmm. everything social media-wise. <laughs> like, hey, maybe don't talk about, you know, Israel-Palestine on social media. You brought this up yeah. a month or two ago. Like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't smart. Yeah. Not a smart no, move. No, no, <laughs> no not, not the forum. Nope. nope. Not nope, the place. Nope. Not going to no. solve anything here. No. 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 We just, the other reviews, that's great. And I feel bad on that. Sometimes people really go in on people that are like, I had a bad experience there. I think we're all aware enough to know that people can have different experiences at yeah. different places. But I also think we're aware enough to know we've all had the same experience at Sabaro right. Pizza. Yeah. So. Yeah. You're not bringing that new uh, POV to the Sabaro Pizza experience. Right. <laughs> right. Just shocking. Just shocking. Oh. All right, are we feeling better? We've had like a month of gall to like oh, get out. Oh, yeah, yeah. So many galls. There's so probably gall. probably a lot more that we didn't <laughs> talk through, but and things we don't want to put on the air. But you know, right? Yeah, <laughs> so much. I mean, you can tell because mine came down to Sabaro pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Tip of the tough. iceberg, people. Yeah. Tip I feel like the they iceberg. need to review hy V or something on that basis. Then. Oh, I guarantee it's on there. Yeah. The stuff that's on there, I'm like, what are you doing? Or like, like somebody did Hardee's. I'm like, we know what oh Hardee's is. Like, we know this is not what this is for. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, really what it comes down to is my own fault because I just shouldn't join things like that. But. That was my first impulse when you said that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, mm-hmm. well, listen, she's got she's to learn it herself. It was, gotta, that, gotta learn. it was in that day, you know, that range between New Year's Eve and like uh, the 5th of January oh, where you yeah, think yeah. this might be my year. Yep. And yep. you're, you're kind of living in that bubble and you're like, things are golden. And you're like, you know what? I'd like to try some new restaurants. And you do that. And then you're like, you know what? I hate everyone. Why did I do this? That didn't change in 2024. Yeah, never mind. I'm fine with the restaurants I know. <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, should we uh, go back in time yes. to 1993 when there was a shitload of gall, too? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of gall. Yep. Can I uh, – I'll start us off because I've okay. got uh, a it. weird one. Okay. A uh, fun one. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Apparently, in 1993, there was an organization called the Barbie Liberation ah, Organization. This is my first one. Was it? <laughs> Barbie Liberation Organization. Oh. Called BLO. <laughs> Blow. 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 All right. Am I stealing this from your list? Do you have other no, things? You go. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Blow me, Amy. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Heard that before. All right. So. <laughs> so the BLO. 
yellow, the blow, <laughs> was originally, it was conceived in an effort to, like, question and change the gender stereotypes around Barbie, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, valid, valid thing. And it came out, especially after Mattel released a doll that was that said, math is hard. You know, that, <laughs> like, that was sort of a thing where we were like, wait a second, that's not great. So, in 1993, the BLL, the blow, performed <laughs> surgery on 300 to 500 dolls in retail establishments and returned them to the shelves, an action they refer to as shop giving. Oh. So, like, G.I. Joe dolls would say, the beach is the place for summer. And the teen talk Barbie would say, vengeance is mine. <laughs> yeah, they switched the voice box of G.I. Yeah, Joe's switched the and voice box. Barbies. <laughs> vengeance is mine. Yes. Which I think that's pretty great. My favorite was Eat Lead Cobra. Seriously? Yeah, they changed from the voice. <laughs> Barbies to say eat lead cobra. <laughs> Listen, if I hear a teenage girl say vengeance is mine, I'm running the other way. <laughs> they will take mind. me down. Yeah, that that is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they recruited some kids to show the dolls to media and to try and get like some media exposure to it. Like, oh my God, look at this teen talk Barbie saying vengeance is mine. But <laughs> what's funny is like no one freaked out. Like Mattel just sort of ignored it, and it just sort of dropped away from the media. Whereas if this happened today, I think it would have been a, yet another culture war bullshit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, right. like, oh, my God. It's been a week's worth of programming on Fox News. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they lost their mind over the Barbie movie. So mm-hmm. if this happened, they would – yeah. Um, what's great is apparently this organization still exists, and there are details <laughs> on their website about how to do that surgery in case anyone else <laughs> wants to do it. So if you're looking for a 2024 project, some new crafting, Mm -hmm. something to learn, maybe uh, check out Blow. Mm -hmm. Check out Blow! (laughs) I I want to know if that was brought up in the naming meeting. If they're like, well, that means our initials are Blow. And they were like, yeah, that works. Yeah, that works. works. We'll stay with it. Uh Mm -hmm. I love the idea. What a great subversive idea. What a great idea. Uh What else did you find about Blow? Basically that, that they had just taken the activists had taken the voice boxes and switched them so that when people bought the G.I. Joe dolls, then they said the fem- you know, female things like, Ken is such a dream, and <laughs> will we ever have enough clothes? <laughs> Apparently that's something that the Teen Talk Barbie oh said. God. Also, I really love the idea of G.I. Joe saying, Ken is a dream. I loved uh-huh. That was my that favorite feels, one. That feels yeah. right. Yeah. It feels that right that good. someone in the military is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't Ken ask. is dreaming. Ken. Don't ask, don't tell. Don't tell. Yeah. That was yeah. an effect. <laughs> And if you saw Ryan Gosling at the Golden Globes, Ken is dreamy. Cause yeah, like, yeah, wow. he is. Yeah, wow. he is. Right. He's, yep. He's yep, 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Well, well, sorry sorry to steal your, no! okay. Absolutely not. That's terrific. I, do you remember that? Like, No, from, I, don't I don't remember, remember hearing about it at all. I was no. blown away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were. Blow, blew you <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> well, 1993 was a pivotal year for me. Oh. Based on one pop culture event. Okay. And that was the movie Free Willy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll tell you why. A couple of reasons. One, it's the first movie I cried in the movie theater at. Like, I remember having such a visual experience that I actually cried in, like, did you now know? that could happen at any given time. I mean, I can cry at a commercial. But you were but... what, like 11 or 12 or something? Yes, I was 12. Okay. Yeah. Did so... you not want Willie to get free? Did you want <laughs> Willie to so stay? I just so touched. Oh, okay. Him by the whole thing. Keep a hold of Willie. Don't it. free him. And I had. Lock him up. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? Whales deserve to be in captivity. Obviously. 
Uh, <laughs> which is why I'm now on Moms for Liberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. That's right. Uh, I had wanted to be a marine biologist since I was like five. So when Free oh, Lily right. was coming out, I was like, yeah. this is the movie for me. Mm-hmm. And then it was this incredible emotional roller coaster. Also a pivotal part of my life because I was taking piano lessons at the time. Oh. And the piano teacher taught me the theme song to Free Willy on the piano. And that is the only information I have retained. <laughs> oh. If you give me a piano right now, I can play so the Free Willy So we can Willy take you song. downstairs yeah. to my piano. Wow. Yeah. I wouldn't recognize the song. So uh-huh. I would just go along right. with whatever no, no you played. One, yeah. Yeah. No one does. So okay. <laughs> it's not helpful. It's not helpful. But... Now, at that time, 12-year-old Aaron was like, oh, you know, it loved the Free Willy thing, obsessed with it. Adult Aaron thought, what happened to that whale that was in that movie? <laughs> Not good things is what I found out. Oh. So the whale that featured in Free Willy, mm-hmm. Kiko, uh, was captured in 1979, uh, taken at two from its family, held in captivity in um, some amusement parks like in Mexico Uh, and some other places, mm -hmm. was in the movie. Then after the movie, there was a lot of call for like, okay, it was called Free Willy. Like, are we going to free the whale? Uh Um, And I don't know if they just were like, sure, and they didn't put like their top scientists on it, if they just put like their (laughs) lower level, like, you know, C's get degrees scientists. (laughs) And they went out and went ahead and released this whale uh back in like 1996 i think so three years after the movie they released the whale back into the wild they went ahead and thought let's just go back to where we captured the whale and take it back there because obviously his family's still going to be there 20 years later like sure 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 Mm -hmm. so shockingly the whale being in captivity didn't know how to get its own food uh couldn't find its family and two years later died of pneumonia in the ocean you can get pneumonia in the ocean Oh. As a whale. Okay. Oh, well, that. maybe just captivity whales. Maybe, maybe just captivity yeah, whales. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know. But it, uh, yeah, they couldn't find its family, which. So Free Willy is a lie, is what you're telling us. It is. Us. Yeah. So as an adult, <laughs> I really pulled back the curtain and now I want to cry for a different reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry to bring it down, but Kiko didn't make it. Poor Kiko. Also, I just like the idea that they're like, okay, we're going to do this this effort to free this. Let's just go back to where we got it 20, yeah. in 1979. <laughs> like, can yeah. you imagine like if a child came home from being kidnapped <laughs> and they were like, well, we'll just take you back to your house that was around then. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. good luck to you. <laughs> That's like the people that buy like shoes and then take them back eight months later and they're like, these I don't like these. <laughs> and they want their money back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they've been warned <laughs> yeah just a wild also can we revisit something you said uh-huh. which we talked about a few times on broads and books but mm-hmm. we haven't talked about here which was your desire to be a marine biologist yes yeah, yeah. this was a long dream of yours that never came to fruition never did because we're in a landlocked state mm-hmm. still in iowa here i am uh didn't major in biology or marine biology went to UNI, which this might be shocking, but doesn't have a marine biology program. The University program. of Northern Iowa doesn't have a marine biology no. program. I'm no. shocked to find this out. I know. <laughs> I know. I've often thought about that could be my legacy, bringing it to you and oh, I. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. In hindsight, it's probably a good thing because I probably would have had to go to Florida, and I oh, really God. hate Florida. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know. If you had moved down out. there, you might have turned into a mom for liberty. I am afraid. I don't <laughs> oh, my know. God. I would hope that, like, 
in an alternative universe where I became a marine biologist, I would like move to Hawaii in oh, preservation efforts, yeah, yeah. like yeah. that type of thing. But yes. Yep. Nope. Never did follow that dream. You would move to Hawaii and somehow you would overcome your natural skin tone. You'd be deeply tan. I'd be. You'd be like, yeah. 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 You'd be like leathery tan. You'd I would be, be full leathery. on leathery. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. I'd be leathery. I'd live in like a little hut. Uh-huh. I'd like rescue people. And, yeah. It'd be a whole <laughs> thing. It'd be a whole thing. This yeah. sounds like the, a CBS show. You'd be, a, you know, oh, a star yes. in yeah. a CBS procedural. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doing important research. Probably if I was in Hawaii, I'd focus on turtles. That's yeah. really important there. Dolphins not getting killed by boats. These There'd be some things. cool name, like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. You'd be somebody, <laughs> <Yes>. marine biologist. <laughs> it's okay. I'm a marine biologist. Like, what? I don't, yeah. So. Dr. Moana, fish doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. I also bought all the material that came out around Free Willy. Like for all birthdays and Christmases for like the next year after Free Willy, I wanted like not just the like propaganda stuff, but I got all these like really intense, deep scientific research books about whales, like from the library. I Uh did. I went nuts. It consumed my life. Can I tell you a side note that somehow I remembered this week and was deeply mortified by, which was that... When I was like maybe six or seven, Dukes of Hazard was a big thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of Dukes of Hazard gear. I had like a sleeping bag. <laughs> I had like the Daisy Dukes like sleeping, like pajama set, which was basically a set of underwear that looked like jeans. <laughs> and, like, a t- <laughs> and a tank top. There's a picture of me in that with clogs. And yeah. Are the clogs Dukes of Hazard? I don't know. They're I don't know. Really uh, okay. okay. They were like there. substitute cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah. <kind of>. Okay. <laughs> so I had all of that. So I was thinking this week, like, one, okay, there were Confederate flags all over that shit. And I just had that. And also, like, so my parents bought me that. It just it sent me on a whole weird mental rabbit hole that I was just like, wow, merchandising is weird. And I was wearing Confederate flags <laughs> without realizing it. At he, age you six. You gave me a multiple choice quiz, yeah. and one of the options was Amy had Dukes of Hazard gear. I'd be like, oh, that's the red herring. Yep. That's not true. Yep. So this is great information. The more I thought about it, I thought that my dad might have really liked the show when I was watching it with him because oh, there was the whole cop aspect. Yeah. and that, that could be. Somehow he was identifying with the Dukes rather than the uh, the, the the sheriff for some reason. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what was happening, but yeah. Anyway, weird side note. There was also a character named Cooter, <laughs> wow, which I was right. weird. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I also have a very clear memory, and I don't know why, of an episode of Dukes of Hazard where there's some sort of competition among, like, the women of the town or something, and Daisy has to be blindfolded <laughs> and given, like, a, a, a car engine, and she's timed to like put it back together or something like that and it was supposed to, it was like an episode of like look girls can do it too kind of thing oh, no. but it was also like a very like i remember there's still being a lot of tits and ass like oh, yeah. jiggling oh, yeah, all yeah, over yeah, as yeah, she's yeah. you know of course as she's course. fixing this and i don't know why but that survived all the years and it's still in here mm-hmm. it's amazing this is feels like when i found out on broads and books that you were in a sorority <laughs> <laughs> and i hadn't fully processed but right. i'm sure over this week i will Okay. All right. Keep percolating on my Confederate gear. Expect lots of Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, great. Great. (laughs) I don't remember anything else about the show except that one Daisy Dukes moment and the fact that I had all this paraphernalia. Yeah. Love it. Anyway. Wonderful. (laughs) 
take us away. Wonderful. He says. We are going to transition into highbrow entertainment now. Okay. Excellent. Right. Oh, Good. how dare you? Take us. is the highest of brow. Take us highbrow. So there was a movie called The Temp that came out in 1993, and it starred Lara Flynn Boyle. Uh, and Timothy Hutton and Faye Dunaway were in it, were all, in it also, and not like not Bo and Yang's uh, Instagram handle, the actual uh, Faye yeah. Dunaway. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's a lot of movies in the early '90s about like uh, the babysitter from hell, uh, mm-hmm. the nanny from hell, the neighbor from hell, the roommate from hell, all that, right? Well, this is the temp from hell, right? Oh. <laughs> Which, when you think about it, it says a lot about what we thought about women in the yeah. '90s. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of those movies uh-huh. were the the gals Evil were women. up to no good. Yes. Up to no. Usually good. Usually they were working. Well, thanks, Blow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ruined our reputation. <laughs> So this story revolves around uh, Peter Derns, who's a newly divorced executive for a baked goods company in Portland, Oregon. <laughs> and he was recently released from a treatment center for paranoia. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. And, These are a lot of weird details. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, that's the most chaotic character description uh-huh. in the world to me. And who even <laughs> knew you could go to rehab for paranoia? Like, is that it? Like, I... Also, I'm stuck on the baked goods company. Right. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. So Peter comes back to work after his time at what I call Paranoia Summer Camp <laughs> and to find that the baked goods company he works for has been bought out. No. Oh, oh yeah. no. Corporate espionage. This feels oh, like yeah. a Hallmark movie. Shit. His boss, Charlene, played by Faye Dunaway, not Bowen mm, okay. Instagram handle, demands a complete report on a new product <laughs> by the next day. <laughs> Which seems like an extremely vague assignment to me. Um, yeah. I don't know. So he doesn't go get it done, but the office temp Chris uh, helps him finish the report. So while this is happening, no, for these two days they're working on this, several people in the office start having accidents, including Peter's assistant, who has a run-in with a paper shredder. What? <laughs> Like, oh, we still need that report, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Still need it. His his baked goods executive <laughs> rival who dies after being stung by a wasp. And another executive who is found hanging in their office from a possibly staged suicide. Jesus. So this is all happening at this baked goods place. And they're just like, keep working on the report. Keep working. Keep working. <laughs> so, yeah, nobody puts together that these accidents start happening when Chris showed up. And every time one of the other executives dies, <laughs> Peter gets a promotion. <laughs> Jesus. So they don't even take the time to bury the people. We're just like, promote right. him. Get yeah. that report done. We got to get these baked goods out. You're up. Yeah. We don't have time to mourn. Just keep with the reports and the baked goods. Bo and Yang said we need Move that report. Yeah. So and then it makes you think. It's like, you know, how many times uh, does someone have to get promoted into a position left vacant by an untimely death before HR gets involved, right? <laughs> like HR, you'd think they'd just be like, huh, yeah. what's going on here? And also, nope, like, not interested. Was the wasp in cahoots with the temp? <laughs> Did she train wasps? She could have. They didn't. They didn't really go over it. But I don't see why not. I mean, Laura Flynn Boyle was very talented. Yeah, yeah, she had wow. a lot going on. So, uh, you know, the movie goes on, and, and Peter refuses Chris's sexual advances, which really oh. pisses her off. Mm. You know, again with these ladies. Oh, damn ladies! <laughs> so she tries to sabotage him and leaks confidential company information, which I don't know what that is for a baked goods company, like if it's recipes or something like that. <laughs> um, the and in, goods what, are people. <laughs> 
No one believes him because of his paranoia. Is that where yes. this comes in? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and what I would call an idiotic turn of events, <laughs> Chris <laughs> takes the blame for leaking the confidential info. So both her and him get promoted. <laughs> What? And I feel like the org chart at this company was put together by like the insurrectionists from January 6th. Yeah. <laughs> just moving them around all the time. Yeah. There's just like a line. And then yeah. when somebody falls off, it just moves right. up. Yeah. Like it... uh-huh. So the finale finds Peter and Chris at the company bakery. Oh. Obviously. Okay. Where Chris throws Faye Dunaway off a catwalk, the kind that are in the sky, not the kind at Fashion Week. Oh, you know? okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And as you might expect, Peter gets promoted to Faye Dunaway's position. <laughs> Wait, who's left to promote him? I think, I, think, I think he gets to. I think he's at the top of the he, heap oh, now. Oh, he, he, he proclaims yeah. himself the, yeah, yeah okay. So uh, months later, he figures out that Chris is the killer because he realizes that the picture in the frame on her desk is the one that came with the frame. <laughs> That's what it took for that's, him. Yeah. Okay. okay. And there's not even a big fight or anything. He just has her arrested. Like, that's the way the movie ends. That's. But he still gets that sweet position. Yeah. And apparently he got that report done. So everything's uh-huh. saved. So, yeah. And I will say that the person who directed this movie also directed Child's Play, the oh. movie uh, with the doll that is possessed by the spirit of a serial killer and goes around murdering people, uh-huh. which actually seems kind of subtle to this n- nonsense that we're yeah. dealing with here. Yeah. And then I would also say it turns out Peter probably didn't need to go to rehab for paranoia because it sounds like he it was the right amount of paranoia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he was on par. Right, yeah, yeah. Wow. wow. I didn't remember that movie at all. No. Yeah, it was one of those ones, like, I mean, like, The Hand of the Rocks of Cradle, I think, is a, yes. is a good movie, right? Yeah. And there was just so many, like, kind of rip-offs of that afterwards. And there was Single White Female right. that was big. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And then you'd go and you'd watch them, and then they were bad. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. In 1993, Sears announced that it was eliminating its 97-year-old catalog <gasps> and the sales department associated behind it. Really? And That, that got, early? I thought it was yeah, like way later than that's that. That's the thing. It got me thinking about the importance of catalogs, mm-hmm. especially in the 1980s. And I thought that it lasted longer into the 90s. So maybe there were just other catalogs that kept going for a while. But I don't know about you. I wanted to get your thoughts on like what catalogs meant to you guys. But mm-hmm. to me, it was like, especially the JCPenney catalog. Yes. Yeah. It came every year. And especially like the Christmas yep. epi- or yep. episode, the Christmas issue, where it was just like half of it was just ads for toys. Just yep. so mm-hmm. many toys. And I remember just looking at them and thinking like, I want all of these. I'm not going to get any of them. But this is so great. Just mm-hmm. looking at this and wanting them. And also... Also, I feel like for maybe uh, people of our generation, too, you know, some of the lingerie sections of those catalogs Mm -hmm. were very enticing because there wasn't much else to look at around Mm -hmm. the time. There was, you know, Skinamax (laughs) that was pretty much fully clothed and not there was no computer porn. So it was a lot of catalog porn. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. So my thought is that catalogs were a, a part of our generation that will never be replicated mm-hmm. because there's nothing like that now, mm-hmm. you know? But what did you guys, did you have memories of catalogs? That's how like I Sears figured catalog? out that Santa wasn't real. Oh. Because I the, there was a catalog, Lillian Vernon. Yes. And there was like, I think personalized things in it or something. And I had gotten like a mug or something that had my name on it. And I flipped it over and it said Lily and Vernon on the bottom. And I was like, nope. <laughs> well, that ain't the name of an elf. That's Santa's birth name, Lily and Vernon. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of sounds like his drag name, actually. It does. Yeah. 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 But I, I had the same memories of like yes. going through them and 
like dog earing the pages yes. of like, yeah. I'm going to come back to this. I don't know for what. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. Like, I'm not going to get this, but yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. There was kind of a, a level of like, I'm not even really asking for this, but somehow I'm yes. marking the page. Yeah. 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 Now, I remember we'd go through them and that's how we'd, we'd circle what we wanted for Christmas. Yes. And that's how, you know, my mom would be like, that's your Santa list, you know? Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured out that Santa wasn't real through the Easter bunny. Because I <laughs> a back like, door in. Yes, because yep. uh, I remember like seeing a note from the Easter Bunny and realizing that's my mom's handwriting. Oh. And then I was like, Oh no! Oh no! It's all a lie. It's a lie. So Santa must be a lie too. Yeah. It's an odd thing as a parent. It, like we perpetuated it, but Mason's at the age now where he hasn't asked. I mean, he's in yeah. fourth grade, and we really, honestly, had Mike and I had a discussion this year. Like, do we need to? T- tell him like yeah. at some point we're risking our own credibility <laughs> like he's gonna believe and, and we don't want him to be the last kid that believes no i know yeah. and then but mike landed on the fact that he thinks he knows and he's playing us and i think that's probably accurate like he knows <laughs> but he just doesn't want to bring it up because he's like it seems to be working so your kid is diabolical i think so in a good way yeah yeah I think so yeah anyway so r.i.p catalogs yes you mm-hmm. you were you were an important part of my childhood Probably an important part of a lot of people's. Probably the early entries for a lot of spank banks. You know? <laughs> Probably. But what? I, even though I remember, like, from the lingerie pages, it was mostly, like, granny panties and stuff like that from <laughs> J.C. Penny. But it was still, like, I do remember, like, looking and thinking, like, oh, that's what a woman's body should look like. And that's oh. not what mine looks like. It's not what my mom's looks like. So what does that say about it? So, you know, yeah. it started the whole fuckery of the mind for women too that reminded me that my mom used to have like some magazines that she got yeah but she would tear out any of the stories that were like sex related or she thought were racist. <laughs> she would tear them out so if you went through the magazine there was just like sections missing or like cover stories you'd be like oh that's not in here protecting my young mind protecting your young catholic mind yeah meanwhile i was reading everything <laughs> smutty under the sheets <laughs> yes. like i could get my hands on at the library I remember my mom having ordering things out of catalogs, and I remember spending a significant amount of time at JCPenney when she was returning things. Yes. You would have to, yeah. you know, you'd order a, a bedspread or whatever, and it wasn't quite the right color or whatever, yes. and she'd have to go in and... We'd and that was a whole ordeal. You had to go back yeah. to like special back room in yes. Penny's if it was a catalog order. Yeah. And yeah. you'd have to like pull the number, and then you have to sit there and wait, yes. and then they'd call you, and then you'd go up and you'd explain it. It's a good it point, and... too, because I remember like you know, calling to place the order yeah. for JCPenney because, you know, obviously no website or anything like that. Yeah. So it was very much like a, it was a hands-on intensive mm-hmm. project getting all of this stuff mm-hmm. yeah. and then returning it. Wild. Yeah. Well, I kind of enjoyed this piece because oh. I feel like one of the things as we, especially as we're headed into an election year, that really drives me nuts is that there's no like accepted facts anymore. You know, yeah, like we just, yeah. we've done mm-hmm. away with truth. And yeah. We've just decided we get to bend that at will. And I didn't realize that that started in 1993. Oh, good. With a writer by the name of Lisa Holtz that Lisa I'll put Holtz. in quotations because I don't think that's her real name. Oh, I thought you were putting writer in quotes. <laughs> in, well, that too. Yeah. In 1993, that said that around eight spiders crawl into your mouth every year while you sleep. <laughs> That's not true. That fact was entirely made up and has been debunked over and over and over again. Yet, still we hear it all the time in yeah. our collective minds. And I find that to be so interesting. Where was this article at? You know, I don't know where she published it. 
Was it a reputable organization? Yes. I think it was on Truth Social. Oh, that yeah, it sense. was on Truth <laughs> Social. Yeah, 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 the yeah, first yeah, iteration yeah. of Truth Social. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. How did that get published? Right. Like, it's like no, there was no fact checking, and it feels like the beginning of where we are now yeah. in the news cycle, where we can just say things, and then you can just double down and be like, nope, that's true, and like there was no. I feel like it came out, and the the sort of reception of it at the time was like, oh my gosh, that's shocking, because the, everyone assumed that there was these scientific studies that back that up Mm -hmm. in the article that she wrote she doesn't really actually cite anything Mm -hmm. so people just sort of made that jump Mm -hmm. like obviously if you're if you're say putting this out and published there was an understanding at that time that that meant that it was real i think now we're at the point with the internet facebook fox news that we know that you can say a lot of things that aren't fact-checked or based yeah. on anything or you but, can say things that are very very true and if someone doesn't want them to be true they just say that's they just say yeah. that's not true yeah, yeah. yeah. like even climate when there's change. even when there's evidence right yeah all uh-huh. the scientific evidence yeah i just i was surprised to learn that we started that so long ago hmm with the spiders because i remember that i don't know that i heard it in 1993 i just I remember, remember at some yeah. point in my life i've heard that and thought that it was reality mm-hmm. i mean i think intellectual minds you know you question like well when and how didn't i think i thought i remember you telling me like mason saying that at one point or yeah. something yeah and uh like him hearing that so it's still being spread it's around still being spread yeah. around and wow. when you really break it down to you know brass tacks you're like well that doesn't really track but who knew that at the time everybody mm-hmm. just thought it was true also love that it was a fake name like how did who this is this person right <gasps> yeah was it like trump or something <laughs> they take on that mm-hmm. and they're like let's test the waters let's see what we can get away with it was kiko uh-huh. the whale's revenge oh kiko <laughs> that'll allow uh-huh. you you need your revenge you kiko do. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i read somewhere a few years ago that uh um the third monday in january is the most depressing day of the year <laughs> right that's which i which i believed for a while you know i mean because tomorrow yeah it's tomorrow oh. <laughs> shit <laughs> Well, <laughs> but then I read that actually like some uh, greeting card company in the United Kingdom made it up to that sell greeting sense. cards. It was like them or their their marketing company that they hired or something. They just made up this fact to get people to buy greeting cards. Wait, so they were selling cards for the third Monday. In yeah, they were, like like they wanted to get people to buy cards to like cheer other people up. <laughs> so they just they just created this thing and put it out there so to, to sell greeting cards. Wow. I mean, I again, I buy it. Like, I get why people would think, you know, the third Monday in January is, is yeah. depressing. I mean, yeah. it's a Monday. It's January. It's cold. You know, given up on everything hopeful right. at that yeah. point. But it is, yeah, it is just thinking about the northern hemisphere, not about the right. southern. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense. The UK did it. But it's also Trickery. a little bit racist because the third Sunday, That's the third Monday in January say. is Martin Luther King Day. Too, so. <laughs> That's why I was like, are we? Is it depressing because of race relations? Like, uh-huh. what? Yeah, you're right. It is. No, little, no, no, because tomorrow is the day when everyone, including Republicans, are going to say how much they are they admire Dr. MLK Jr. and how much he's made an impact on them. Really, Republicans? Cool. <sighs> yeah, tomorrow's going to be a special day in Iowa because it's the caucuses, and it just mm. feels a little bit like I was saying before we started recording that uh, Ramaswamy had a great mm. quote this week That's because we're supposed to have, again, like negative 45. Right, right. Deals, and they're real worried about people getting out to this caucus. Yeah. And he said that Washington didn't complain about the weather when he was crossing the <laughs> Delaware. So just... Think about that. I guess. Again, that feels like something you can just say, right? And you're like, sure, yeah, that that totally. Mm-hmm. 
tracks. And guess what else? Abraham Lincoln didn't even know what a caucus was. Yes. So what do you say to that, yeah. Swami? Right. <laughs> I mean, and those of us in them. Iowa don't really know what caucuses are and why we have this. Yeah. Why is this? Yeah. Why and uh, Yeah. Yeah. I will say about Washington crossing the Delaware, mm. I've only seen it via paintings. Correct. <laughs> and number one, Washington wasn't doing anything. He was just standing in the middle of the boat pointing. Yep. Right. Facts. And also, he shouldn't have been standing in the boat. Like, that made the boat, you know, he should have been Very sitting down. It's, it's unsafe. Yeah. Also, it looked like a clear day in uh-huh. the painting. So yeah. there was no weather to worry about. Right. And in case you were wondering, like my husband did, that checking facts to make sure that that actually happened during a cold time. It did happen on supposedly Christmas Day. Whatever oh. year, but Mike thought mm. maybe it was July and yeah. he was going to really uncover yeah. something. Right, like, yeah. Of course he didn't worry. It was balmy, but no. <laughs> he also had wooden teeth, so what the hell does he know? It's true. Mm-hmm. Things were different. Yeah, you want wood in your mouth? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to get that. The answer to that depends on the day, so yeah. <laughs> and then it came out, and there it is. As so. wood does, it comes out. And wow. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Uh-huh. I meant wooden teeth is how yeah, I should right, have right, phrased right, right, that, right. but uh-huh. I didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't. Uh-huh. I didn't. I also just went on a, like, giving a blowjob when you have wooden teeth. Ouch. Like that, that doesn't seem great. Anyway. If anyway. you're polite, you take your wooden teeth out. <laughs> polite thing to do. I'm the idiot that was thinking they were implants. Like, well, how'd you get them? I'm like, okay, wow, went too far on dental work there for Washington's time. Good lord. Oh, Heath, take us away from this. Um, well, I know you guys like books, so I thought we could talk about a book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, in 1993, well, the book came out in 1992, but it didn't really make a big impact on our lives until 1993, and that book was the Bridges of Madison County. <laughs> I have that on my list. <laughs> Robert yeah. James Waller. Uh, it spent 35 weeks at the top of the New York Times fiction bestseller list in 1993, and it tells the story of Francesca, an Italian-American World War II bride, and a lonely housewife who lives on a farm in rural Madison County, Iowa, in the 1960s. And while her family is away at the Iowa State Fair. Francesca uh, begins a romantic affair with a photographer who's in the area to photograph the covered bridges of Madison County. This is why you don't go to the state fair, because adultery happens while you're there. National Geographic. That's a good point. Photo. While you're eating that caramel apple, shit's yeah. going down. Yeah. Uh-huh. Your wife's just spreading all over town. <laughs> also, were they gone for a long, like, were yeah. they staying over? They must have had one of those camping spots that got whisked right. down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what, because, like, now I'm thinking, like, if I live in Winterset... And I like, you know, I'm going to the state fair. Like, I'm making it back. Yeah, like I would, I, it would be a day trip. I wouldn't like stay there for. And a also, why'd you leave her behind? You just left her behind while you're at the state fair. I think fair? she had to take care of the farm. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. some stranger. Yeah, and <laughs> and Clint Eastwood. That's who she had to take care of. Yeah. So I mean, the book sold over 50 million copies, and it's one of the best-selling books of the 20th century. So that wow. says something about the 20th century. Yeah. It really does. Yeah, it does. Uh, so the author uh, Robert James Waller, he was a professor at the University of Northern Iowa. Go oh, pa- go Panthers! Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he was taking photos of the Madison County bridges while on leave from his teaching job when he got the idea to write the novel. So this is all very wow. Cedar Falls coded, I would say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, but definitely. Was he a teacher there still when you were there? No, he was okay. not. I think by uh, he had he had book he money. He hit it big. Yeah, he was like, fuck this. Yep. Yeah. See you later. Uh-huh. So obviously, I mean, he kind of based the photographer character on himself. And he said that he based the character of Francesca on his wife. 
So th- to me, this feels like some sort of bedroom role-playing situation uh-huh. presented through the lens of like a Hallmark movie, <laughs> like right? Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, I read this book sitting on the floor in my friend's parents' kitchen on New Year's Eve because I couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I read the whole thing in one what? night. I just couldn't sleep, so I read the whole thing. <laughs> And I can assure you, if I did it in one night, like, this isn't complicated prose here, people. Like, you can breeze through this in a day or two if you you put your mind to it. Um, The New York Times Review said the story appealed to middle-aged, world-weary people. And I can assure you that is the most accurate description of me as a senior in high school that I can think of. (laughs) Middle-aged, (laughs) world-weary. So basically, you were 48 in high school, and you uh-huh. just now caught up uh-huh. to yeah. where you really are. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My actual age and my chronological, <laughs> chronological age are finally the same. So in the book, The Affair Between Francesca and the Photographer, whose name I don't remember. I don't know why I don't remember the yeah. photographer's name. Cliff, maybe? I don't know. Let's name him Cliff. Yeah. I like Cliff, mm-hmm. yeah. We'll go with that. So it takes place, again, on their farm while the family, as we had said, was away at the state fair. And, I mean, I don't want to brag, but... Uh, had my home been built at the time, they would have driven by my house to get to the state fair. So. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, you should make a little sign. Right. Yeah, they should put that, they really should put that outside of Des Moines. Yeah. Finally, we, we'd have something to brag about. Yeah. But I don't know, if I had the choice between having to spend a week at the state fair or having my spouse cheat on me, I'm not sure which one I would... I'd go with the latter, worse. for sure. Yeah. State fair is an abomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. <laughs> <laughs> staying on message uh-huh. in 2024 uh-huh. state fair is an abomination the way you said it so definitely okay all right and it's nice you know even though it's what what 100 degrees colder now than it usually is yeah. at the state fair you're still still on yeah, it still on it you're not changing not changing your point of view i don't waffle mm-hmm. i stay <laughs> you're no flip-flopper so the book was made into a movie wow. in 1995, starring Clint Eastwood, you know, as we mentioned, and Meryl Streep. And I remember yes. seeing it in the theater mostly because I was pretty jazzed that the movie was filmed in Iowa. And at the mm-hmm. time, it was like, oh, you know, I'm rubbing elbows with famous people. And I <laughs> do specifically recall being a solid 50 years younger than the average age of the rest <laughs> of the, the theater goers. And like now I would say the tables have kind of turned because I'm usually the oldest person yeah, in the yeah. movie. Yep. So, cursing, cursing at people when they get out their phones. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, life is full mm-hmm. circle. Yeah. There it is. Yep. We're back to where we started. I had that on my list as well because it felt like with Field of Dreams in like 1989 uh-huh. and then Bridges of Madison mm-hmm. County, County um, there was like this vision of Iowa that really took hold around this time in our sort of like, you know, formative years uh-huh. of this. And it felt sort of like a conflicting image too of like this sort of, you know, Back in time, like, you know, right. time hasn't touched Iowa. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, sort of pure. We don't like, have whatever. single moms. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it's this very, like, weird image of Iowa that never matched us. I don't think that's ever really gone away either. Mm-hmm. And it feels very um, relevant now with caucuses because it feels like every time there's a caucus, you know, reporters come in. And it feels like they think Iowa is that still. Yeah. Right? It's this very, like, backwards, out-of-touch place, which, I mean, there are some parts of Iowa that definitely are. Um, but it it feels like we're still fighting against this image in some ways. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, every interview that's done around this time when yeah. there's, like, national attention here because of politics or whatever, 
makes it look like that's how it is because mm-hmm. they always find the person that still looks yeah. like they're from that right. time period yes talks like that and some old dude in overalls yes always always that's always the guy they're going to interview uh-huh. and yeah and there's usually a story that someone like somebody from new york that's never been here before will be like actually yeah. it's not so bad and uh-huh. it's just like oh thank you great yeah, thank you. <laughs> thanks for the pity yeah and it's not just the u.s because like i was on a conference call this week and someone from the uk they were asking where everyone was located and i said des moines iowa and they're like oh you got a big day coming up and i'm like what why do you know that like what we yeah. have to know that but yeah. you don't uh-huh. need to know that yeah. sir yeah 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 it's not right no it's and now right. you've got an image of me in overalls even though i'm on <laughs> <laughs> i'm on zoom dressed in normal clothes i like the idea of you in overalls at the state fair going this is an abomination <laughs> I want a Fox News reporter to come up to me. Oh man! And ask me about Iowa. Yeah. You remember the movie Sleeping with the Enemy, right? With yes. Julia Roberts. Yeah. And that's when she runs <gasps> off from her husband. She runs off to Cedar Falls, Iowa. That's right. That's right. Right. And I remember when she's like pulling up on the bus. There's like the town square, and there's a farmer in overalls like putting up the uh, the flag, and it's just like. I thought that was weird because to me at the time, Cedar Falls seemed like kind of a big town. Yeah. You know, because they had a mall and they had a McDonald's and they had, you know, it was a lot bigger than the town I grew up in. But yeah, that was a. I forgot. That was another Iowa representation that was just like, okay, here we go. We're Mm -hmm. Mayberry, pretty Mm -hmm. much. But we're all, yeah. Oh, wait, it's my turn. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, This falls in the category of weird food and drinks. Ooh. Because Mm -hmm. in 1993, Snackwell's cookies were introduced. (laughs) No. They really were? (laughs) Oh, no. And I wanted to bring it up because I think they were an example. There was some real weird food stuff that came out in the 90s. So weird. Wasn't it not long after this, like, Alestra came out? Oh, yeah. It was this... Sudden craze of like fat free everything, yes, right? Yes. And so, Snackwell's cookies were branded as this, you know, like miracle sort of cookie where it's like fat free and you can, you know, you can indulge and still be heroin chic and all of the things, right? Yeah, because um, <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. that was hot right now, too. And uh, I remember <laughs> buying into that because I remember, like, even as in high school, like having packs of those, um. Should I forget the flavor? It was sort of like a lemony cookie or something oh, like okay. that. And I, I just remember the chocolate ones that were yes. just like a drop of. It was like almost a marshmallow kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And we were, I know we were supposed to be eating them like, mm, 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 this is satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> State fair is an abomination and snack wells are great. <laughs> In a different life, you could have run a Snackwell's booth at the State Fair. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> it's just like the real thing, I promise. Um, <laughs> and I wish that I had had the foresight, because they're still available, Snackwell's cookies, I think. Yeah, right? they are. Yeah. I wish I'd had the foresight to buy one and see what the ingredients were, because I imagine they're probably accidentally vegan, too. There's probably, like, no food in them Oh, yeah, you're whatsoever. right. Yeah. yeah. I bet they are. Yeah. But bringing that up because it felt indicative to me of this trend in the 90s of suddenly everything – fat was like the enemy. Mm-hmm. And it always – it keeps changing every few years, right? right? About like what's the enemy? Carbs, fat, whatever. And this time it just happened to be fat. And so we had Snackwell's cookies and then later we had Alestra, which caused anal leakage. Yep. <laughs> Welcome which was to my life. <laughs> that was the first – I remember hearing that and thinking – Huh. Uh, didn't they? Did they say that in the commercials? Or I was think it just later the they had reports? to, or something, didn't they? Think, or it was yeah. in small print on the bottom, or yeah. something? Yeah. Because it was basically <laughs> stuff that made you just poop your pants constantly. 
There's nothing more glamorous than anal leakage. But I want to. Wanna... Eating Doritos. Yeah. <laughs> right. You need to point out, though, that anal leakage is different than just straight pooping your it's pants. True. Like, it's true. Just... Anal leakage feels like less control. <laughs> like, Do you speak from experience? Or? No, I'm just saying. Okay. If you think about the words, it feels like there's less. I mean, I think we've all been in that situation where we thought, oh, I'm an. I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm either I'm going to or I did. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. But uh-huh. <laughs> leakage is like a whole different, like is something, something's wet. Well, what is that? Uh-oh, I'm suddenly that's wet. That's not, right. yeah. <laughs> that's not, right. that's not right. But yeah, so people were willing to eat <laughs> Doritos and Ruffles and all these yeah. chips that had Alestra, which was, I mean, what was it? It was something to sort of mimic the taste of fat, but it wasn't fat or yeah. something and it was basically like motor oil that just went through your body right out the butt dude because it just oh, <laughs> no i used to work with a lady who was on a lie if you remember that yes, oh, yes, yes. Yeah. it was a weight, weight loss supplement and basically it kind of if you took it and then you ate something with fat in it, it wouldn't let your body absorb the fat. Uh-huh. And one, one of the uh, uh, warnings on the box was that they were like, don't wear white pants. <laughs> they just put that on the box. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember this person on more than one occasion sprinting from their desk <gasps> to the bathroom at work. And I feel like the white pants thing is just like, it's still not okay to poop your pants if you're wearing black no, pants. No. <laughs> it's <laughs> like not. It's, yeah, that doesn't solve the problem. It Yeah. So this is where diet culture has taken us, uh-huh. is that <laughs> it's just accepted you're going to poop your pants uh-huh. while you're dieting. You're going to look great doing it. <laughs> you're going to look great. And just don't wear white pants. You're fine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Also, with the Snackwell's cookies, it was this whole trend of like, you can eat these and they'll be like regular cookies. But what it really was was like sawdust. And so mm-hmm. it was not yeah. satisfying. So no. you ate more. Right. Mm-hmm. So then you got this whole habit of sort of you know, overcompensating, which then is causing a whole other problem. And it's just fucked up. It's all so fucked up. And this uh-huh. feels like a, a very <laughs> big sign of that in 1993. Mm-hmm. But it makes you wonder, like, did the marketing team come up with the idea? They were like, let's yeah. let's market these cookies as being, like, good for you. And then now go figure out figure out the recipe for the cookies. Like, or That's did they figure oh, out the recipe yeah. first and then came up with the marketing? Uh-huh. That's a good question. I feel like you're right that marketing drove this more than anything. Probably with Illustra, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that right? Yeah. Illustra? Illustra. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. saying that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump piggyback on From that. From anal leakage? On a food <laughs> yeah, kind of, because I think they might, it might be related. <laughs> okay. Um, in 1993, McDonald's, being the ever-present cultural figure that we know them to be, came out with what we call dino size. Because Jurassic Park was a huge phenomenon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh-huh, the movie uh-huh, was huge. Uh-huh. So McDonald's came out, they referred to as dino size. And this was so popular that this is what became super size at McDonald's. Oh. It actually started with the Jurassic Park movie and a promotion oh, to up everything. Like you get it bigger because it was so big, Jurassic wow. Park. And then it was so popular it stuck around. And without them, we never would have had super size me, which has its Yay? own flaws. Yeah. yeah. But... I just I never knew that that's where it originated from. Like we we're used to McDonald's hopping on like pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, things and using yeah their Happy Meal toys as promos for movies and stuff right. like that. But I didn't know that that's I just thought that was something that they added to their menu at some mm-hmm. point. I didn't realize it started with Jurassic Park. Speaking of McDonald's kind of trends, so a few episodes ago, you told us that McDonald's had tried pizzas, yeah. which was a great story. It was <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> 
then this week, I don't know if you've seen this, there's now a podcast out called Remember, I think it's called Remember When McDonald's Had Pizza. And I was like, did someone listen to Aaron and steal her? I haven't listened to it because I refuse. <laughs> but it was also like, Weird. wow. So someone, you know, discovered this just like you and decided to make an entire podcast out of it. Like, I mean, Aaron told a tight story. Like I a three, yeah, three to five tight. minutes. Donald's pizza yeah, yeah. is not worth an no, hour of no, listening. No, no, no. 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 Trust I, me, I did a deep dive. And I have too much information <laughs> on McDonald's pizza for the rest of eternity. But, yeah, here Which, we go. Second you know, thing. Goes Super to show. Size. I mean, podcasts can be about anything, I guess. Yeah. Or everything. Or everything. And but they're not as smart and tight as ours is. Nope. No. They're loose. They're loose podcasts. They're dumb and loose. They're loose like that anal leakage. That's right. <laughs> That's what it makes. These podcasts are just anal leakage. That's all uh-huh. they are. It yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can wear white pants when you listen to our podcast, not <laughs> yeah, theirs. Yeah. Well, you better keep your eye out because if they start a McDonald's head dino size, then they are stealing. Then I am over it. They have, they're a fan mm-hmm. of you and they're stealing all your ideas. Yeah. But yeah. I do like imagining the meeting where they're like, hey, our <laughs> dino size numbers were off the charts. We got to keep this around. What can we call it? Well, that's just super, Glenn. That's it. Oh, Glenn. Super size. <laughs> I want to make a podcast of all your fake marketing meetings that you come up with. <laughs> I'm never not in a fake marketing You're meeting. You're always in a fake marketing meeting. <laughs> I guess that's where my default is in my brain. I'm just always in a fake marketing meeting. And there's always some slacker dude that's just, you know, got pizza on his tie and he's got the idea for the next pizza. Let's do super size. <laughs> So, you know, if uh, we develop a new podcast, uh-huh. <laughs> it's going to be also, Aaron and her marketing news. <laughs> I think that dino size missed the boat. I think you should have just called it Jurassic size. Yeah. Like, that yeah. seems better. Like, yeah. dino size seems like maybe it's like little, a little bit like, like dino nuggets or something. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like they probably did research and people couldn't pronounce Jurassic. Mm, like, right. at that point, they were, it was still a new enough word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Or maybe the word ass in it oh, made yeah. them think of anal leakage and or, they didn't want to do yeah. it. Yeah. Or big ass. Or big oh, yeah. 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 Like, People oh, would figure out that this was going to yeah. give you yeah. a big butt. Or maybe they realized all the dinosaurs were from the Crustaceous period and not Jurassic in that movie and were like, that's not accurate. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> well, you've, you've been burned, McDonald's. <laughs> and also, the way Michael Crichton. <laughs> made it feel like you held resentment about this for a while. <laughs> I do, I think. I'm just realizing that now. Fuck you, Jurassic Park. You're a liar. <laughs> Liars! <laughs> Dino size. Heath, you got a last one? Oh, you know I do. Okay. <laughs> um, It is a brief little ditty mm. called I Do Anything for Love, but I won't do that. Oh. I meatloaf. <laughs> God, that song! <laughs> it came out in August of 93, and uh, the citizens of America, I feel, collectively said, Meatloaf's still alive? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't know at the time. He's not now, but he was then. <laughs> <laughs> when did he leave us? 2022. Because oh. oh. honestly, if you'd asked yeah. me, I would have said he's still alive. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that here in a minute. Okay. Because, yeah, he, he got up to some shenanigans there towards the oh. end. Oh, he yeah, did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. boy. Ooh. And that song was written by uh, Jim Steinman, who had written most of Meatloaf's popular work before, like Paradise by the Dashboard Light, oh, okay. Two Out of Three and Bad, all that jazz. Okay. 
And it was part of his uh, cleverly titled album, Bad Out of Hell 2, Back Into Hell. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a confused bat. (laughs) About a bat. Forgot my keys. (laughs) Maybe that bat went to the state fair. (laughs) Probably. Probably. The album version of the song is 12 minutes and one second long. No, it is not. Right. You could watch, if you listen to that twice, that's a whole sitcom episode. It is. Yeah, no, it's... thank you. I didn't right. remember it being that. I remembered Paradise by the Dashboard Lights being super long. Yeah. I didn't remember this one. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Uh, the song went to number one in 28 countries, so it was a pretty big hit, and it was his biggest song. Um, wow. It also earned him a Grammy Award for Best Rock Vocal Performance Solo, which is kind of ironic because he's singing with another performer for half the song. It's clearly not a solo. There is a woman singing also, on the really, song with him. I don't know him. if I'd call that rock at that point either, but yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, the other performer that he is singing with, her name is Lorraine Crosby, who is only credited as Mrs. Loud <laughs> in the album notes. <laughs> She does not appear in the delightfully tacky music video, uh, which is an homage to Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Uh, and was directed by Michael Bay. I did not know that before. <gasps> really? This. Yeah. Which I would say it's probably an early indicator of the artistry he'd later bring to the Transformers mm. movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and in the video, an actress named Dana Patrick lip syncs the female part. Oh. Like, it's weird that the woman who sang on the song didn't even get... That feels, like, yeah. that feels like when CNC Music Factory yes. did that. And yeah. It was because the original singer was a big lady, yeah. right? And they wanted a skinny one. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I wonder if there's something similar. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. So, what exactly Meatloaf won't do for love? <laughs> Is it made entirely clear in the song? <laughs> <laughs> At the very, very end of the song, if you make it that far, if you've got the time, and who's got the time? No. Uh, the female voice sings, Sooner or later, you'll be screwing around. And Meatloaf responds with, I won't do that. Which is kind of disappointing, conclusion to a song that lasts 12 minutes. You know, that's the thing you won't do. I won't cheat on you. Like, that's a given. Like, you shouldn't do that anyway, right? The whole, I think even when I was a young kid, before I'd had sex, I thought it alluded to a sex act. Like, oh. there's something that you weren't oh, going to yeah, do. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll do anything for love, but I won't I immediately went crime. Oh. Like, I thought she was asking oh. him to commit a crime. Oh, I see. Interesting. <laughs> Our perspectives. <laughs> He won't murder for you, okay? It's not true love. So I have a, I have a list here of things oh that I think maybe would be better. Okay. <laughs> a better way to end <laughs> I'd do anything for love, but I won't sign up for a Columbia House membership using your pet's name. Right? <laughs> I'd do anything for love, but I won't sign up for a cell phone using your roommate's social security number so I can call my boyfriend overseas and sticky with the bill. <laughs> That one had some yeah. legs. That, 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 that went on a journey. That's got some roots in uh, reality <laughs> that I can't get into <gasps> on a podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, i do anything for love, but I won't let you meet my secret second family that lives in Tulsa. <laughs> of course, they live in Tulsa. That tracks. Yeah. Yeah. All the secret families live in Tulsa. Uh, all of them all are in Tulsa. That's all, all Tulsa is. Yeah, secret families. families. Uh, i do anything for love, but no butt stuff until after the third date. <laughs> always thought it referred to it was like it's gotta be about anal it's gotta be about like pegging or something i don't know yeah uh i do anything for love but i won't show you my internet search history oh mm-hmm. yeah. that's just asking for them to leave that's fair yep mm-hmm. so meatloaf was a vegetarian 
from 1981 to 1992. And I assume he stopped being a vegetarian because he got tired of people pointing out how ironic that was. Oh, my God. Uh, he once shared in an interview that he asked to meet Katie Lang once, and he said she wouldn't meet him because she was a vegetarian and his name was Meatloaf. <laughs> Oh. He said he stopped being a Katie Lang fan after that, and I'm surely she has never recovered. <laughs> never. No. Yeah. So, yeah, um, Meatloaf did not believe in climate change. Oh. And opposed mass mandates during the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh, no. Yeah, so I'm sorry to bring us bring us home on a downer. So he'll do anything for love but wear a mask. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he won't wear so, a mask. Yeah. He died two years ago this month, reportedly from COVID-19 complications. That's, leaving yeah. behind the obvious question. Or was wearing a mask the one thing he wouldn't do for love? Yes. Yeah. yeah so just don't uh, don't think of that part when you're listening to. Okay. I do right. anything for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that deepens the story now if yeah. I think about yeah. that part. Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, Ninety-three. Ninety-three. Hell of a year. Uh huh. Hell of a year. that every time. I feel like I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> The good news is this time we're going to be back in a couple weeks. Oh, another all-new episode. Yeah. Who knows what year? We oh, don't even God. know what year. We, we don't even know. Yeah. yeah, we keep it loose. We yep. keep it loose like <laughs> Alestra. <laughs> keep it loose. Don't. Should we just do an episode on Alestra? Just the whole thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get real into it. They got to have some around somewhere. Let's take some and see what happens. Oh, wow. <laughs> this feels like on the same par as taking like hard drugs or something. <laughs> Like we're gonna like lock we're ourselves never... in and do psychedelics, but instead we're gonna take a less trip. And we're never gonna recover. Yeah, no. We're just gonna do live updates. <laughs> no one wants that. Of us just crying. <laughs> Why did we do this? It feels like a colonoscopy prep or something. Oh, oh yeah. maybe that is what really a less Maybe was it is. Time. That's probably what it was. It was a side effect of that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We've uncovered it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Until next time. For more medical mysteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>My headphones quit working again. Oh, did they? Maybe it's me. Can you hear? Uh, yes, I can now. Okay. Yep. Just tell me again, and All I'll right. plug it in and out. All right. As long I'll, as they're I'll still recording this, I don't want. I don't want this. We're doing comedy gold here. Yeah, yeah. I don't want. To. I'm gonna. I'll pull it out and okay. then I'll put it back in, and we'll just keep right. doing that as long as it takes for the headphones to work. You got it. Feels like we're talking about something else. Nope. Nope. Okay. We're talking about headphones. All right.